This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. Bruchem Aboem. Guten Chodesh Elul. Parshas Kiseitze. Habaleinu Latoiva. Today's shir is being sponsored on behalf of Daily Giving, which is an organization that distributes tzedakah to many, many other uh, institutions by people contributing one dollar a day. Uh, one could sign up on dailygiving.org. And I myself, I was asked to mention that I participate, which I do. And it's a way to ensure that every day of the year one is connected to the mitzvah of tzedakah and to be marbe zuchuyos before the Yom Adin. If anybody is interested in uh, participating in the upcoming Sefer on Bereshis is going to print imminently for Bereshis Habalino Latoiva. Okay, we're uh, going to speak about a very interesting subject relevant to not only this parsha but the unique circumstance that this upcoming year presents us. And that is at the end of Kiseitse, we have the mitzvah to remember Amalek, where the Pasuk says, Zachar Esasher Asalacha Amalek Badarach Mitzrayim. Remember what Amalek did to you on the road when you were leaving Egypt. And then the Pasuk says, not only remember, And then the Pasuk ends off, Not only do you need to remember, also don't forget. So there's an assay and there's a lav. There's an assay to remember and there's a lav not to forget. Now this is a very unusual mitzvah. Because there are many things in the Torah that the Torah tells us to remember. For instance, we have to remember the Shabbos. So we make Kiddush every Shabbos. That's a mitzvah we fulfill weekly. According to some Rishonim, we remember Shabbos daily. The Ramban says, every day we say, Hayom Yom Rishon, B'Shabbos, Hayom Yom Sheni, B'Shabbos, remember Shabbos daily. However, there are no other mitzvahs that you're mekayim once a year. No other mitzvahs of memory are you mekayim once a year. The Torah says, remember that I took you out of Egypt. We fulfill that daily. There's a mitzvah to remember Miriam, what Miriam did. We try to remember that daily. The Magen Avram says every day in Ahava Rabbah when you say, When you say the word, one should think, God gave me a mouth to thank Him and not to speak Lashon Hara like Miriam did. And yet when it comes to the mitzvah of Amalek, strangely, this mitzvah is upon us Annually, once a year. Why would there be a mitzvah to fulfill once a year? Why would that be? Now, the Rambam does not count in the Minyan HaMitzvahs. Um, he mentions the mitzvah to remember Shabbos. And he, remembers, he mentions the mitzvah remembering Amalek. But the Rambam doesn't say when we should mention Amalek. That's the strange thing. The Rambam doesn't even tell us when to mention Amalek. How often? By the way, in general, there's a question. You know, the Torah says do a mitzvah. Let's say tefillah, which according to the Rambam is a daraisa. And 
the, the Rambam says, how often do we fulfill the mitzvah dairais of tefillah? Once a day. Where do we get that amount from? Maybe we should have it once every 17 days, or once every 2 hours. Where do we get this idea we should daven once a day? Or the Torah says, put on tefillin. So how often do we put on tefillin? We put on tefillin once every 10 days, once a month, once an hour. We put on tefillin once a day. Where does that amount come from? Where does that share come from? Well, the Kesef Mishnah writes that if the Torah tells us to do a mitzvah and it doesn't tell us when to do the mitzvah, the logical conclusion should be that mitzvah should be performed once a day. So then, it would seem that if the Torah says, remember what Amalek did, one should remember what Amalek did once a day. Why do we remember what Amalek did once a year? Some Rishonim say that the Iker Mitzvah is to remember it once a year. Where does this come from? That's a very strange shir. There's no other Mitzvah in the Torah where the Torah says, do something. And we say, okay, we do it once a year. Imagine if we would do that to Tefillah. Torah says Davin, so once a year we come and Davin. Where do we get this thing that Amalek has to be once a year? So, the Karanoira, interestingly, says in Brachos, in the first parak, that since the mitzvah of remembering Amalek is to remember it B'tzibur, and maybe the reason why it's a incumbent on the pond that Sibor is because we have to remember Amalek in order to destroy them, and war is a chiyav on the Sibor. So therefore, we remember Amalek but Sibor. So once it's a mitzvah on the Sibor, it's up to the Chachamim to estimate how often the Torah absolutely requires the Sibor to get together to remember Amalek. It's not mistaber that the Torah would obligate a quorum of Jews to gather daily to remember Amalek. Now we know we gather daily to Davin, but that's not biblical, that's rabbinic. But it's not mistaber. In other words, the, the Karanara applies a very interesting principle that there are certain things the Torah left up to the Chachamim to estimate, to evaluate what its intention is. And since it's a mitzvah on the Tzibor, therefore they assumed that this is something the Torah only requires once a year. But I want to share with you an amazing pshat uh, from a sefer that I do not believe we've featured in the past. The name of the sefer is Mine Targuma, uh, from Rabbi Shaya Pick. And he says that a rabbi came over to him, Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef, to Umim, and from the rabbi of Breslau, and he wanted to know, why do we lay in Zachar once a year? So the, uh, he suggested, it says by Tekiah Shoifar, Zichroin Trua, and it says by Amalek, Zachar Isashar Asalcha Amalek, and therefore somehow the two Zikaroins are connected. But it sounds a little bit far-fetched, because there are many mitzvot the Torah says Zachar by, let's say, Shabbos, or Miriam. Why Dafka learn out from Tekiah Shoifar? And therefore, Rabbi Shaya Pick offers the following brilliant answer. He points out that when it comes to remembering Amalek, it's not sufficient to remember them. The Torah doesn't just say, remember. The Torah says, remember, but make sure you don't forget. So now all other things, all other mitzvahs, it just says, remember, remember. So it might be once a day, once a month. But here, the remembering is governed by, make sure you don't forget.
So now we have to try to analyze what is the human memory span? How long do people remember things for? So you say it depends what, as the story goes, that a Dvar Torah you could repeat every day, a joke you could repeat, um, a story you could repeat you know, once a month, and a joke maybe once a year. So different people have selective memories. However, the Gemara tells us in Brachas Nun Chesam Bezam Rishub Ben Levi, that if you see your friend after 30 days, you should say, Shechianu, Bikimanu, Bikianu, Lazman Hazel. Because after 30 days, it's a simcha to see your friend. However, after 12 months, you say, Baruch Hashem, Lekeinu Melech Hamisim. Amar Rav, Rav says, Ein Hames Mishtakeach Men Alev, a dead, uh, a deceased is only forgotten after 12 months. I have been forgotten like a dead person from the heart. I am like a lost Kli. So the Pasuk says in Tehillim, I have been forgotten like a mace from the heart. I have been forgotten like a mace from the heart. Now, from here we learn that a dead person is forgotten, a deceased is forgotten after 12 months. In fact, the Tashbeitz Katan writes, the Tashbeitz of Shimshon Bar Tzadik, a Talmud of the Marami Rotenberg, he writes that the, where in this Pasuk do we see that a mace is forgotten, is remembered for 12 months? If you count up the number of letters in the words, Neshkachti, I was forgotten like a dead person from the heart. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. There are 12 letters in these words. This teaches that a dead person is remembered for two, 12 months. But then it makes another analogy. It says, I was like a lost Kli. I was like a lost Kli. By the way, when it comes to a lost Kli, a Kli is also remembered for 12 months. A person is Meyayish after 12 months. Rashi over there says, Kli Oyved, Ustam Kli Stam Kli after 12 months is forgotten from the heart. A person is Meyayish after 12 months. Ulahachrez, Bepesach, Uvatsaras, Uvachag, one has to continually call out a lost object for the three regalim, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkot, Dehainu Yud Beis Chodesh, V'shuvayinu Tzarech Lahachres. So not only is a dead, uh, is a deceased forgotten after 12 months, but a lost object is also forgotten after 12 months. So there's a uh, idea that the human memory span is only 12 months. Somebody only remembers a relative for 12 months. Somebody only uh, hangs on to the hope that they're going to find their object after 12 months. In fact, the Tajbeitz Katan says the letters Hayisi, Kechli, Oyved are also 12 letters. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That indicates that an object, a person only holds on to hope for 12 months. Um, however, the Tajbeit says there's only one thing that a person does not forget after 12 months, and that is Eishas Neurim, the wife of their youth. 
In fact, the gematria of Neshkachti Kameis Milev is gematria Chutz Min Eishes Neurim, except for the wife of one's youth. So, be it as it may, from here we learn that uh, the uh, human attention memory span is 12 months. And therefore, it would seem, says Rabbi Shayapik, if the Torah by Amalek, it doesn't say remember Amalek, it says don't forget. So what does it mean don't forget? It do, when it says don't forget, it means don't let it slip your memory. And how long is memory? 12 months. So therefore, Amalek, we remember once every 12 months. All the other memories, it says remember. So we have to constantly remember them daily. But by Amalek, it says don't forget. And from the Gemara Brachas, we learn the human memory span spans for 12 months. So just like a mess, we remember for uh, 12 months. And in Aveda, a person remembers for 12 months. The Amalek has to be remembered every 12 months. And... The Arugas Haboisem, likewise, I was just at his kever in Chust. He says, "Vekim luhu in Arachayim Chelik Beis Simin Chafei Kim luhu Rabbanon the Midgar bePume Pamachas Beshana." That if you you remember in your mouth once a year, Shuvla Yishtakach Menalev Kol Yud Beis Chodesh, you won't forget it for twelve months. A beautiful idea. Now, I will tell you that it is not unanimous that a mess is forgotten only after 12 months. There are other opinions. The interesting halacha that, I don't know, it's not really observed that commonly, that one is not allowed to give a eulogy for a mess within 30 days of Yom Tif. Why 30 days? So Rav Kahana said, Am Rav Marav, that there was a story, somebody wanted to be Oile Regal, and the eulogizer came, and he uh, took a big fee for his eulogy, and the woman gave him the fee, and she wasn't able to be Oile Regal. So out of a fear that a eulogy may take away, the cost of the eulogy may take away from being Oile Regal, the Chachamim forbid being Oile Regal within, uh, eulogizing within 30 days of Yom Tif. Um, Shmuel says a different reason. Shmuel says, you know why you're not to eulogize for 30 days? Because a mess is uh, remembered, is not forgotten until 30 days. So therefore, we don't want you to be thinking about the mess on Yom Tif. So within 30 days of Yom Tif, you're not allowed to eulogize. This is interesting, Machloikes, between... Rav and Shmuel. Rav says you don't eulogize because of Maisa Shahaya, because of that unusual episode. And Shmuel said, Lefisha'ena mes meshtakech menalev for Shloy Shemyayim. Comes the Sefer Megadim Chadashim. Rav Yoyal Weiss, who is a Yushalmi Yid, I had the privilege to meet him a few times in his house on Shmuel Hanavi. He wrote an amazing Svarim on Masechta Brachos, Masechta Chagiga, Mayed Katan, other Masech, Shabbos, I believe, and uh, he has amazing Svarm al Hatayra. 
And he asked the following question, why does Rav have to give such a far-fetched svara that the reason why you're now to eulogize within 30 days is because of that unusual circumstance that uh, somebody blew their oile rega money on a eulogy, just say, for the reason that of Shmuel, that eina mes mishtakech min alev achar So says Megam Chadoshim, of course Rav couldn't say like Shmuel, because Rav is l'shitase. Rav is the one who said, Rav holds the message forgotten after 12 months. So he and the Gemara can't say the reason for the eulogy is because within 30 days you, you don't forget about the mess because he holds it's 12 months. So he was forced to say a different svara. So it comes out it is not unanimous that a mess is forgotten after 12 months. According to Shmuel, it's forgotten after 30 days. Probably everybody agrees there's a certain level of the acute pain that wears off after 30 days. And that's why there are din of shleishim. And there's a, uh, a more general memory that fades after 12 months. But be it as it may, Rav would be of the opinion it takes 12 months to forget a mess. And usually when it comes to Hilchais Isser, we paskin like Rav, Halacha Krab Isuri. So presumably we would paskin that a mess is forgotten after 12 months. And that maybe is why there's a mitzvah to remember Amalek after um, yearly, annually. Now, let's think about this a little bit more. And that is, this year of course, is an Ibriyar. Tavshin Pebez is a leap year. In Tavshin Pebez, there will be 13 months. If that's the case, from one Parsha Zachar to the next is 13 months. But then a person will have violated Loi Tishkach. He will have forgotten because 13 months will have elapsed in between the two rememberings. So the question is, in a Ibriyar, is a mace forgotten after 12 months or after 13 months? So the Shvus Yaakov says that um, in most years the mess is forgotten after 12 months. So what's going to happen if the rabbis add a month of the year? You're going to say that the, that year the brain cells become stronger the memory becomes more powerful and a person's going to remember for 13 months. It's not mistaber at all that in an Ibriyar a person remembers longer. No, it takes 12 months for a mess to be forgotten from the heart and the period, 12 months, that's what, that's what it takes. Accordingly, Rabbi Isai, the Shos Yaakov would say that in an Ibriyar you're going to forget after 12 months so maybe then we're, uh, we have a problem this year, because that means in between the two Parsha Zachars, Parsha Zachar Tavshin Pei Aleph, Parsha Zachar Tavshin Pei Beis, there will be an elapse of 13 months, and that means a person will have, at least after 12 months, come to forget. So maybe then we need to lay, lay in Parsha Zachar an extra time. And in fact, the Maharam Shik says, The one time he asked the Chsam Soifer,
that what should be done in an Ibriyar, and the Chassam Sofer said, in an Ibriyar, when you read Parshas Kiseitzei, you should have in mind to Mekayim, the mitzvah, the Eiraisa, of Zechiras Amalek. So here it is. This is our situation. Perhaps then, this Shabbos, when we lay in Kiseitzei, since otherwise there are going to be 13 months in between the two readings of Zachar, one should have in mind that one is Yoytzei, the mitzvah of Zechiras Amalek. That is what the Maram Shik reports. Um that he asked the Chassam Soifer, and that is what the Chassam Soifer said. Now, according to, this fits in according to the Shvos Yaakov, in other words, in an Ibriyar, it's still, the memory span is not any stronger, is not any longer, and therefore one would have to lay in Zachar an additional time. However, it comes of Yosef Engel, in the Goyone Ashas Ambrachais, and he quotes the Shvos Yaakov, that the human memory span is 12 months. But he says that if the rabbis come along and say that this year is 13 months, then we apply the following principle based on the Pasuk, Lakel Hagoimer Olai. Which means that when the Chachamim manipulate the calendar, they have, they are given, so to speak, the keys of the Bria and creation to change physical and biological phenomenon. For instance, we know Chazal tell us that if the basulim of a woman are broken before she's three years old, they will grow back. If they're broken after she's three years old, they will not grow back. So let's talk about a girl who... she is two, almost three years old. And she's about to turn three, let's say. On on uh, Zion, let's say on Vav Adar, she's about to turn three, and the rabbis declare it's an Ibriyar, so she's not three yet. She's going to be three in a month, and then her basulim are broken. So wait a second. Before it was an Ibriyar, if her basulim would have been broken on Ches Adar, then they would not grow back because. Uh, she wasn't a basula uh, because she was over three years old. And now that the rabbis made it an ibriyar, now they're gonna now you're gonna say the basulim do grow back just because the rabbis added a month to the calendar. Her biology is gonna change. Her nature is gonna change. And Chazal say, yeah, lakel hagoimer alai. That when Hashem allowed the chachamim to change the calendar, along with that came the control over the all the phenomenon of the world. Well, says Rabbi Yosef Engel, likewise, if the rabbis may this year have 13 months, then it should come out that this year people remember better. Normally, people remember for a year. And this year, people remember for 13 year, thirteen uh, months. Because that's the, the koyach that the chachamim were given. They were given the ability, they are given the power to control nature. And by the way, Rabbi, uh, the Shvus Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Reicher, he, he addresses this possibility, but he says it's not logical. He says it's not uh, logical to compare this to that which Chazal say, that the besulim of a woman will be choyzer based on lekel goymer alai. No, people remember what they remember. They, re- they forget after 12 months. 
So the fact that this, maybe what uh, the Shavos Yaakov is saying is, memory is not dependent on a year. It's dependent on 12 months. So even if the year has 13 months, but after 12 months a person forgets. So this is a very interesting machlaikas, because according to the Shavos Yaakov it would come out, you would have to have in mind when you read Parshas Kiseitzeh to Mekayim, the mitzvah of Zachar, and <coughs> according to Rabbi Yosef Engel, you would have to, you would not have to have in mind, because there's a concept that if the year is extended, so is the memory and the, uh, the ability for the mind to hold on to certain things. Now there's a very interesting svara that is given. Why is it that a person forgets about a mess after 12 months? Like what happens after 12 months? Or why does a person give up hope from finding an Aveda after 12 months? And this is brought in the Sefer Igeras Hatiul of Reb Chaim ben Mitzalel, the brother of the Maral of Prague. And he says... The reason a person forgets about a deceased after 12, uh, after 12 months is because as the person is reliving the life cycle event, he's thinking, oh, hey, last year I was together with my relative on Rosh Hashanah. I miss him so much. And it's so painful to experience Rosh Hashanah without the loved one. Oh, it's Soim Gedalia. I remember last year on Soim Gedalia I was with the loved one. Oh, Yom Kippur, I was together with the Karai on Yom Kippur. Oh, Sukkis. Oh, Simchas Torah, how I remember what a beautiful Simchas Torah. Oh, Chanukah. You go back and you relive being together with the relative in the, la- the last life cycle event. However, once the new calendar starts again, there's nothing painful that is triggered by that Next Rosh Hashanah, you don't say, Oy vey Rosh Hashanah, last Rosh Hashanah, you didn't have that relative. So there's a psychological factor, says the Igeras Hatiyol, that the reason why a person forgets after 12 months is because after reliving the whole life cycle event without the relative, then a person is going, no, nothing new is experienced the next year, and therefore a person begins to forget the relative. Same thing with an Aveda. person had a watch, and they lost their watch. Oh, I remember last Rosh Hashanah I had the watch. I remember last Yom Kippur I had the watch. I remember last Hanukkah I had the watch. And once the year passes, nothing new is experienced in the following year, so you give up hope from finding the watch. According to that, L'chayra, a person would not have to read Parsha Zachar twice in a 13-month cycle. Because the reason why a mess is forgotten after 12 months is because you relive the previous year without the mess. And accordingly, in a 13-month year, it's going to take you 13 months to forget the mess, reliving the whole... You need to go through the whole life cycle event. And in that case, in the court, if there's an Ibriyar, you, L'Chaira, would not have to read Parshas Zachar Again, in fact, the Chassam Soifer says, "Ulein chelak evno ezer sim kofiotas." He says, "Ulein yin chakirasai of the Shvus Yaakov," where the Shvus Yaakov says that 
in a 13-month year, you're still going to forget after 12, 12 months. But in Gimel, even, I don't agree with the Shavas Yaakov. It's true that the memory maybe is not, does not become stronger in a 13-month year. But let's try to understand, even though we're not usually Doresh time of the Kra, but the Chassam Sefer says, if you look in the Rishonim HaPashtonim, they say, and the Chassam Sefer doesn't say who these Rishonim Pashtonim are, but he says that in a year, there is a whole life cycle event of Simcha and Tsoimais and Tanesim that each day reminds you of what life was like before. So, if the year is not over, you have not fully experienced the full gamut of the year, then you would not forget yet. In other words, let's say like this. In year one, you're going to remember, oh, I remember last year Purim when... It was before Purim and we remembered Amalek. So it's going to take you the full 13 months until you get to Purim and you remember that last year before Purim you lained about Amalek. So according to the Chassam Soifer L'Chaira, one would not have to read again Zachar within the course of 13 months. Not like the Maram Shik said, the Chassam Soifer said when he asked him. So that's a very interesting... Uh, possibility that the Chassam Sofer himself is saying a logic that the reason why a person forgets after 12 months is experiencing the whole life cycle of the year. And in that case, if the year is 13 months, it's going to take a full 13 months. Okay, let's, let's progress a little bit. In the Chuvais of the Satmar Rebbe, he disagrees vehemently with what the Maram Shik says that in an Ibriyar, one would have to re- have in mind by Parshas Kiseitze to Mikhaim the mitzvah of Zechir Samalek. He disagrees with this um, for many, many reasons. Number one, you don't think the rabbis, when they said you should read Parshas Zacha before Purim, they didn't know there's something called an Ibriyar? They didn't know about it? Only, only the Maram Shik knew there's something called an Ibriyar? What about the the Chachamim knew about the possibility that there's an Ibriyar every 7 out of 19 years. So why didn't they say you need to read it once a year unless it's an Ibriyar, we read it twice. Why didn't they say anything about this? If it was because that, that at the course of 12 months a person forgets, so they should have said if there's an Ibriyar, you read it twice. I mean, this is not like an unusual scenario to have an Ibriyar. Ibriyars happen. So when the rabbis made this takana to read Zachar once a year, they should have said, by the way, in an Ibriya, read it twice. You know, why doesn't the Rambam talk about this? Why doesn't the Shulchan Aruch talk about this? Why don't any of the Rishon? Only the Maram Shik in the 19th century, he came up with this, this uh, big, unusual scenario of an Ibriya. Why don't any of the earlier can mention this? Says the um, Samar Rebbe, not only do I not agree with it, I hold you should not have in mind Parshas Kitzetze, Timekayim, the midst of Zechiras Amalek, 
because then people might think, oh, this week is Zachar. And they're going to be mavatal the takana of listening to Zachar, the week of Purim, the way it was meant to be. And then the Samar Rebbe says, what in the world does remembering Amalek got to do with remembering a dead relative and remembering your Aveda? When it comes to a dead relative, maybe Hashem knew that in order for the world to continue, in order for people to be able to pick themselves up and rebuild their lives, Hashem made it that a person begins to forget the deceased after 12 months. And when it comes to an Aveda, you didn't forget your watch. Nobody said you forgot about your Rolex. You still remember your Rolex every single day. It's just you gave up hope from ever getting it back. But who says that the human memory is 12 months? What source is there that the human memory is 12 months? And furthermore, says Sam Sofer, in his opinion, the halacha to read Amalek has nothing to do with 12 months. It is a drasha. Nasim is we observe Purim, Nizkarim is we remember Amalek. And therefore it has nothing to do with the human memory or the human ability to retain information. It's a drasha that Zechir Samalek is connected to Purim. Now I would humbly ask on the Chassam Soifer, if that's the case, it's a drasha, then Zechir Samalek would only be Midivrei Nevi'im. Because if it's a drasha from the Psukim in the Megillah Sester, then remembering Amalek once a year is only Midivrei Nevi'im. Maybe that's what the Samar Rebbe holds, that there's a Do'iraisa to remember Amalek in general, but how often, maybe that's only Midivrei Nevi'im. However, the Maram Shik does say that he asked the Chassam Soifer, and the Chassam Soifer said that in a Ibriyar, one should have in mind for Kiseitse, in case the 12 months elapse before the next memory, you could be Mekayim the Mitzvah when you lane. And I heard from Poiskim Hamif for Samim that they do that in their Beis HaKnesses. They make an announcement this coming year as an Ibriyar, and one could have in mind uh, to have uh, to be Yotzi the midst of Zechira Samalek. But I want to end off discussing the following. I think it's in a remarkable subject. And that is. We're, how do Chazal know that a mess is forgotten after 12 months? Where do they know that from? Rav went out in the street one day and he took a Gallup poll. He said, Rabid, your, your aunt, do you remember her? Ah. How much do you remember her? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you remember her? 4. And how long ago did she pass away? 13 months. So Rav recorded it. Then he stopped the next guy. Yeah. How long ago was your second cousin passed away? Two years ago. How much do you remember him on a scale of 1 to 10? 3.6. So Rav recorded it. Then he met another guy. How long ago did your relative pass away? Nine months ago. And how much do you remember him on a scale of 1 to 10? 8.4. And you're telling me Rav stood around the corners, he interviewed people, he collected data, and he just... Where did Rav get this shear from that after 12 months a person forgets about a mess? So you say, I don't know, it's like all the shiurim in the Torah. How do we know that 
When a person turns 13 years old, they become a bar mitzvah. The Rosh says in Simon Yud Gimel, that it's halach l'mashmi Sinai. But we can ask also, like, how do Chazal know that a person is miyayesh from an Aveda after three regalim? Where does that come from? So there's a very uh, beautiful idea that's said by the Shinover, the Divrei Yecheskel, and it's Chedushim HaMesech Shabbos, and the Satmar Rebbe in the Divrei Yom Parshas B'Shalach quotes it, based on a Gemara in Yevamais. I would say this is an idea that is more prevalent in Chasidus. They told this to the Briskarov, and he did not accept it definitively. But here's the idea, and certainly worthy of your consideration. There's a Gemara in Yavamis. The Gemara tells us a story about somebody who was in a boat and he got capsized and he was eulogized and he came home and he walked into the house and they were eulogizing him. Says the Gemara, How great are the words of the Chachamim that they said, Mayim she'ein lohem soif ishtoi asura. If somebody falls into endless waters that you can't see to the other end, the, the husband, the wife is still asura to remarry because if you can't see to the other end, maybe the husband got washed ashore to the other end. And the Gemara uh, relates a story about Ram Gamliel says, One time I was going in a boat and I saw another boat that capsized and I saw there was a Talmud Chacham there who went overboard and his name was Rabbi Akiva and, and lo and behold I came off my boat and who did I meet? I met Rabbi Akiva and I said, how do you survive? He said, I found a, a board of the boat and every single wave that came upon me I rode the wave from here the Chachamim said, Kama Gedoyla Divrei Chachamim, how great are the words of the sages, Sha'amru Mayim Sheyeshlohem Soif Mutaras, Mayim Sheyeshlohem Soif Asura. Look how great the words of the Chachamim are. Now this is a very unusual statement. Look how great the words of the Chachamim are. What does it have to do with how great the words of the Chachamim are? We find Many things the Chachamim say. How do we see from their stories that, that the, the words of the Chachamim are so great? Why did Rebbe say, right? If you look carefully in the words of the Gemara, Rebbe said, Kama Gedoyla Divrei Chachamim. I mean, I thought we, we know how great the words of the Chachamim are. Does this story in any way show us the greatness of the words of the sages? They, the Chachamim said that it's possible for a person who fell into endless waters to survive. So what? We saw they were right? I mean, uh, they're smart people. Do we see their real greatness over here? So the Divrei Cheskel says as follows. We know the one area of halacha that the Chachamim are most lenient on and more mekel on than any other subject is 
The rabbis are lenient when it comes to a woman being able to remarry. They do everything in their power to be lenient with a woman that as long as it's reasonable to say her husband's not alive, they're going to let the woman remarry. So question, a man, somebody who falls into endless ocean waters, his chance of survival is basically nil. Why would the Chachamim be machmer on the woman and not let her remarry for the remote, remote, remote possibility of the husband's survival? Why don't they apply their general principle of Hikilu Bay Chachamim Mishamiguna? And the answer is, says the Debrei Cheskel, that is because that even though there is nothing in this world that the Chachamim want to try to uh, ease the pain of, and be mekel for um, an iguna to be able to remarry, there is one more area in halacha that the Chachamim are even more concerned. And that is as concerned as the Chachamim are to save a woman from this plight, even more important that, than that is human life, to save a person's life. The Chachamim are so powerful that when they make a decree, they can change nature. And if the Chachamim give credence to the possibility that someone who falls into endless waters could survive, that Chashash that the Chachamim have that is being accepted and acknowledged in the Halacha, that will make it that when someone falls into endless waters, they in fact have a realistic possibility of survival. So as concerned as the rabbis are for iguna, they're even more concerned for human life. And they knew that someone who falls into endless waters is in a desperate, almost impossible situation. What could they possibly do to rescue someone who fell into endless waters? You know what they did? The Chachamim made a takana. That if somebody falls into endless waters, their, their wife cannot remarry. Why? Because maybe he survived. And once the Chachamim acknowledged the possibility that somebody might survive in endless waters, in fact, when someone falls in endless waters, they have a realistic possibility of survival. Where else do we see this concept? The Radomsker writes in the Sech Shabbos Yud Beis Amad Beis, it says, don't read to the, by the candlelight because you might tilt. Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha said, I'll read and I won't tilt. And what did he do? He read and he tilted. They said, Kama gedoylem dibre chachamim. I don't understand. Rabbi Shmuel said he could read and not tilt. So why did he tilt? The answer is, scientifically, he knew himself. Hitaka could read without tilting. But once the Chachamim made a Gezeira, don't read La'ar Aner because you might come to tilt, then somebody who reads, who ordinarily would not tilt the candle, will tilt the candle. Because once the Chachamim passed in the Metzios, that someone who uh, someone should not read because they may come to tilt, he's not allowed to read because the Chachamim acknowledging and being concerned for that possibility makes that possibility very likely and realistic. And that's what happened to Shmuel ben Elisha. And that's what the Gemara means, that when the rabbi said that if someone falls into endless waters, the woman can't remarry, 
how great those words are because it changed the Metsios that now people can survive endless waters. And when they said, don't read La'aranev because you might tilt, that makes the possibility very realistic that you might tilt. They told this to the Briskarov. And the Briskarov didn't go for it. <laughs> the Briskarov said, maybe all the Gemara means is, Maybe Chazal, they just knew that somebody falls into endless waters. There is a, there's a possibility they might, they might survive. However, the Briskarov does say a similar idea that we know. Often people say, oh, look how beautiful the Torah is. Murder is so disgusting, and in fact the Torah prohibits it. Adultery is so despicable, and in fact the Torah prohibits it. Stealing is so wrong, and look, the Torah forbids it. But it's really the opposite. We think that these things are repulsive, and debased, and unethical. No. Who says inherently that's the case? Perhaps... It's only a result, the Briskarov would say from Reb Chaim, once the Torah forbid these things, therefore these things became intrinsically repulsive, despicable, and disgusting. So the Megadim Chadashim suggests as follows, that once the rabbis came along and they said that if somebody loses something, you need to call it out for 12 months. Why 12 months? That was the shir. They had to make a shir. By the way, the Samar Rebbe even points out that really the halachas, you, you uh, call it out for three regalim. Somebody loses something right before Sukkot, so then you're only calling it out seven months. If you lose, it, if you lose something right after Sukkot, it's, it's more than 12 months. But once the rabbi said, you're going to have to go through the whole year to call out an Aveda, that means the, uh, because after 12, because we have to make a takana that on average, a person remembers for 12 months, that Takana by Aveda created the reality that things are held on to in the human mind for 12 months, and a mess is remembered for 12 months, and not longer than that. It's not that the Chachamim, let's say, took a poll, or maybe had a tradition, although maybe that's what I would have said. But this suggestion is saying, once the Chachamim formulated a decree that Naveda is called out for 12 months, as a resultant uh, repercussion of that, the human mind became such that it only holds on to information acutely for 12 months. Hence, in a year like this, Tavshin Peibes, Habalein Latoiva, and the year before, Parshas Kiseitse, then perhaps it would be appropriate to announce in the Beis HaKnesses to uh, have in mind this week to be Mekai in the Mitzvah of Zechiras Amalek. Okay, Rabbi, so these are a few thoughts about the human memory span as well as the source of it and its uh, repercussions. Thank you everybody for joining us today. Wishing everybody bracha v'atzlacha and... Uh, as a Sashem, we'll see everybody soon. Call Tov. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.